Um, but right now, what I want to do for the next 10 minutes, I want to open up these mics for our seniors to impart wisdom um, on underclassmen, uh, on parents, um, and kind of give them an opportunity to just, to just share wisdom um, to each and every one of you. And so uh, my encouragement for you is to listen. Because everyone in this room that finds himself as a student will find themselves at one point saying, this is the last Sunday that I will be a part of this community in this context. And so it's my hope that they share things with you that make you jump in, that make you say, I'm going to be a little bit more invested in my relationship with Jesus and involving myself in this community. And so seniors, the mics are yours for the next 10 minutes. I am going first. Am I allowed to hold it like this? Okay. Well, can someone hand me a thing? <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you a really quick story about how I met Erica. Um, well, I work at Camp Carl, if you don't know, and they do this thing here where you take a shower with, like, a buddy, so, like, you wear your bathing suit and you get in the shower and you're, like, automatically, like, best friends for life, and that's how Erica and I met, and it's awesome. And so, um, it was when we were at Ruach with GSM, um, and so I think, like, really quick, I'm speaking for all of us when we say that this room is, like, in this ministry is, like, the best thing in the world. Um, I think if I had to share it at something, um, it would be to not just, like, sit back and not do anything. Um, I think that we had this, the experience that we did because we jumped in and we, like, um, did all of the crazy things that they planned and stuff like that like um we played capture the flag with watermelons one time and the watermelons were covered in crisco so you just like slid out of your arm um and so just to like dive in and like get involved but also to like be really vulnerable when like you're going through something because that's where connection is like when you're vulnerable with people and you can have those relationships like don't just be surface level here um like be somebody's friend um ask questions ask for help if you need it um, I think that's why we um, love it so much here because we feel like we can trust people here and that they, like, will keep our information safe. But also they lift us up, like, with truth and the truth that God says about us. And Emily's crying, and I can't look at it. Um, but, yeah, just to be consistent, too, and just to not come, like, once a month. Like, big things happen in here every single Sunday morning, and so to be here every Sunday and to worship it with your friends um, is really important. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Um, going off of that, I think that um, just the relationships that are built in this room and just with everyone, like, there's something so special about having friendships that lead you closer to Jesus. And those are the best friendships I've ever had. And it's all started in this room and in the middle school room. And so I just encourage you all to just be vulnerable and get out of your comfort zone and make those relationships with these people because they're the best. And just having a relationship with people that are centered around Jesus is just amazing. So. Okay, hi. Um, I'm going to kind of reiterate what they said, but definitely get involved. Um, even if you don't know anybody, because I came in in like sixth grade and I didn't really know anybody, but I got involved and it's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, just because, like, the community, the love, the encouragement you find here isn't something you find everywhere else. And so I just really encourage you to just jump in, get involved. And for those of you who are already involved, try and include new people as best you can. Because that's something I didn't really realize the importance of until I was maybe a junior or senior. And it's so important because there are plenty of people who would like to be involved, but, you know, maybe a bit more shy or um, aren't just willing to get, like, jump in right away. So definitely try and include um, whoever you can, anybody new. So that's my advice. This youth group has had like the biggest impact on my life. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing for people who are now juniors and now seniors, um, I think it's a really big thing for you guys to be the upperclassmen. And you guys are leaders in this room, and people look up to you whether you know that or not. Um, so, like, 
just being aware of your impact on people. And um, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> I can go on for grad. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm I'm a little bit different. I'm a I'm I seem like an extroverted person. I'm Carolyn, by the way. I don't know a lot of people, so hi. Uh, um, yeah, I I'm not good at like becoming friends with a lot of people. I am, but I'm not because I'll like say hi to you, but I'm not good at like cultivating a relationship. Um, so I agree with what everyone's saying in that you have to be conscious of building friendships and that's totally past like oh like go sit with somebody on the first day like what ryan preaches in here of like build a community is is it it goes beyond like sit with somebody if they look like they're lonely like i i've been that kid and it, it you wouldn't guess that because i go to green and i sing here and i'm on the worship team and i used to go to camp carl but i was too i was too i was like a warrior so i couldn't stay the night but um i don't know you really you try to build relationships I had like I had three I Haley's not here but me and Haley stuck together and she was like she was my person. Um so even if you just have one like person in here um that's what I did. And so if you're not the most like boisterous or loud like Sophie, Sophie you're not the loudest. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different personality types even if you're a little bit quirky like it's okay. You don't have to go to camp. You don't have to stay overnight if you're anxious. I was the most anxious and, like, worried person that I know. And this youth group has something for everybody. And even if it doesn't seem like that when you're in here and everybody's jumping around and singing the songs, like, that's not – don't don't let that scare you if you can't find, um, like, that one thing on the Sunday morning for two hours when you're in here. That's not how it is. Join a D group get to know an adult, maybe get closer with an adult than you were would be with a kid. I have my friend Michaela is sometimes like that. She like cultivates relationships with the D group leaders sometimes more so than the high schoolers. Um, but you really you have to give it a shot. So for underclassmen, if you're like I was and you go to Green or Jackson or Lake or you're homeschooled or any school that is like associated with um, something with the chapel in Green, and you know people, but you don't know people within the church, um, it's okay. It's okay to come in here and to not have somebody to sit with. And it's okay to, for me, like, be worried about spending the night or be worried about not getting all the inside jokes. Because when I joined the worship team, thank you, Brian, um, that's when I found my my people. So, yeah, take take their advice because it's good advice, and it's something that I should have followed closely, but I, I think I did my senior year, and even though I was a little bit late to get on the bus, it's okay, so. Well, hello, my name is Caleb. Um, so everybody else has talked about their experience. I'm going to talk about worship today. Um, so first off, if any of you play instruments and you haven't talked to Brian, shame on you. You should talk to him. <laughs> um, but to second that, like, what what you experienced today um, with circle worship and just with everybody being in, uh, involved in singing, like, that's something special. Um, I've been a part of the worship team here for about four years now. Um, and when I started, um, it wasn't like that. It was kind of like we're up here playing and it was just kind of at people. It wasn't with people. Um what you saw today, that was that was us as a group worshiping together for Christ. And there's something really special about that, especially as high schoolers and young young people doing that. Like, that doesn't happen everywhere. And there's something really special to be said about that. Um, and so that's just a neat experience that I think is special about this youth group that, um, that you're not going to get everywhere. And so if you're the person that's standing back there that's thinking, oh, I can't sing or I don't want others to laugh at me for singing or different things like that that's that's not the point you the worship is a a time for you to be um worship worshiping your savior and um this is just i i encourage you to sing because i know from a person who's up on the stage it's so so much more fun and rewarding and powerful when you are worshiping with people and it doesn't feel like you're worshiping at people um, there's something powerful when you have people with you and it's an even play it's not 
oh, well, they're up on the stage. That, that's not how it works. When we are together, we are all part of the worship team. It's not just the people who have an instrument in their hand. Um, and so I encourage you to push yourself in that um, and, and, and find joy in that because, boy, when you, when you get there, there's something really special. emotional and I'm scared to do it now. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, getting involved. Um, it's a big thing for me. So uh, for the underclassmen, uh, make your make your high school experience great and get involved with it. Um, Miss Caleb and I are pushing up stairs or whatever else we didn't have high school for. And then uh, Tyler Reed maybe tuck us and tuck us in. Okay. I love you. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, so, so Tyler Reed just uh, reached out. And uh, <laughs> basically the reason I'm here, um, just like plugging into a D group and making myself available. Has really impacted me um, forever, and uh, I can't thank him enough. And then for the upper classmen, be that Tyler, <laughs> make yourself available. Um, it's okay to skip the football games on Friday. <laughs> it's okay to hang out with the freshmen. You'll get your best relationship like that. Um, make your relationships and build them well. And don't forget them. That's all I have. Thanks, Alex, for that. Thanks, everybody. You need to come up here. Um, a lot of people have talked about relationships, and I think that's the biggest thing here, and that's what makes it so special. And I think with that, keeping each other accountable is the biggest thing. And we all have these great relationships that we don't have. We were maybe at school, and no one really has relationships like that. And the relationships here hold you accountable, and I think that's important. So find those people that will hold you accountable. Um, going back to making relationships with people, I'm not really good at making friends. Um, so I was really grateful that I already had a lot of good friends coming into high school here. And they were all really involved. <laughs> they kept me involved. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the people who um, are trying to make those relationships, the best way and the most fun way is just to sign up for a trip. Um, like I made so many memories I will not forget. And you just become friends with so many great people. So that's it. Just go on a trip. <laughs> I don't know if I want to stand on this side because I can, like, <laughs> okay. I just had one more thing. I think that from a spiritual standpoint, like, don't doubt the faithfulness of God, like, during your high school years. Because I know that there have been, like, so many times and so many seasons for all of us where we're all just like, drop off the face of the earth for a couple months and your friends are like, where'd you go? Or like really hard things. And I know that there have been really hard things that we have gone through together. <laughs> um, we'll continue to go through together, but don't doubt the faithfulness of God even this year in high school because he's going to use you. Um, and like I've seen the way that he's used like all of the seniors here and even like the freshmen like my sister. Um, like, in the ways that he is, like, using you. And don't, like, when you can't feel him, that doesn't mean he's not there. Um, so, yeah, don't forget about God, too, because he's there. Even when, like, you're in exam week and you're, like, the most depressed you've ever been because you haven't studied and you're, like, tired and running on caffeine, like, only. Um, like, he's still there and he's still going to be faithful. Um, and I, I think I learned that most in high school just because, like, you're learning how to do things by yourself and you're um, and there's a lot going on, and there's colleges, and, like, all the colleges on our certs, it took us months to figure that out, 
Um, but like we made it and we're here, um, and that God's so faithful through that. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna sit down now because I got you guys on time. last thing I know all of us have talked about um, getting involved and how <clears throat> you can make these relationships but the way the reason these relationships are so great and there is so much love is because of Christ so don't think that it's just you know because oh this room this group no it's because these relationships are Christ-centered and that makes a world of difference because the relationships I have with these people are so much deeper so much so different so much more loving than than most relationships I have with people from school who maybe don't believe the same thing I do so just don't forget the importance of Christ-centered relationships because it'll make a huge difference in your life talking about relationships and getting involved and stuff, and in case you haven't heard it enough, I'm here to tell you again. Um, no, so seriously though, um, you know, some of you know my story, uh, some more than others, and some probably a little too much. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, life used to be kind of messy, um, but then when I had the opportunity to get more involved here and join the worship team, and it was it changed my life. It really did. Um, I was able to find an identity and uh, through this and, you know, starting to go to Wednesday nights and taking trips and stuff. It, it has been an absolute blessing. Um, and as for the relationships, you know, these people right here, okay, assuming, you know, we all keep going to the chapel, we're going to have each other for a very, very long time. Um, you know, us seniors, we graduated a few months ago, and I've talked to maybe three people since graduation that I went to school with. Um, but this group right here has been just phenomenal. Yeah, this is the core now. We all believe, when you have friends that believe the same thing, and you're all rooted you know, in Christ, it, it really is a different kind of relationship, keeping each other accountable and talking through issues, you know, whatever you got. When you come from the same background and perspective, it's it's very helpful. Um, you know, get just seriously, guys. I mean, ev everyone in here is so friendly. I have the privilege of knowing quite a few of you. I wish I knew each and every one of you better. I mean, I wish I knew each and every one of you personally. Um, I, seriously, guys. I mean, for any newbies or whatever, or anyone that just sits in the back, kind of comes Sundays, whatever. Um, and just walks through the motions. I just to emphasis, you know, everything they said, get involved. You know, try build those relationships, sit next to new people. It it is scary and daunting at first, but once you do it, once you step in, once you pass that barrier, it is just incredible. It was it changed my entire life. It's made me who I am today. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you. So thank you, seniors. Um, reiterating, if you're not engaged, get involved. If you are involved, invite somebody. Don't allow your friends to miss out on this community. Where our focus is Jesus, but along the way, amazing things happen with one another. And so thank you, seniors. Let's give it up for them one more time. <clears throat> um, and as we, as we kind of transition, Senior Sunday casts a shadow um, on our summer internship, but um, Sarah, go ahead and stand up. Today is Sarah's last Sunday as well as an intern, and so let's give Sarah a big round of applause thanking her for her work, um, and, and while, while we are sad that this is her last Sunday as an intern, we're celebrating that she is joining us next week as a freshman small group leader, so give it up for, for Sarah. Man, you have anything you want to say, Alex? Not to put the spotlight on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take it away. Are we supposed to walk around? <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear me if I just talk like this? Yes. Okay, so one thing that Ryan 
friend do this last night, and one thing that really God highlighted to me was something that I learned a couple days ago, and um, someone and I were talking about the word reckless, and God gave me this quote that says reckless. So we looked up the definition of what reckless means, and it was just a beautiful definition of um, following through with something with like a concern for your own well-being. And one of the synonyms for it, I looked up some synonyms that I really don't think it would be, and one of those was audacious. And the definition of audacious is incredibly daring. And so I was just thinking about um, how God's love for us is reckless. And sometimes in life we want to feel God more. And we're like, I want to feel him in my life. And we want to feel his presence. But we aren't willing to like take the extent to what um, we're scared to feel in our life. And so I was thinking through this word audacious and incredibly daring and how those are such big words. And how that's what our faith should look like. And this week is going to be really um, learning what that means. And just relentlessly pursuing after Jesus. And especially at Mexico, I went completely out of my comfort zone to go to a different country to present the gospel to people I'd never met, to pray in front of people I didn't know, and to ask people to know about Jesus, and to have that audacious faith. And I have been so blown away by how God did that. I saw him so much more in my life than I ever have before. And um, if I could leave you guys with one piece of advice that I'd want you to give them, and that's just to have an audacious faith, to go out of your comfort zone and see what it is in your life. So thank you guys for listening. So as we look ahead, I have a challenge for all of you guys. And so if you have a Bible, I hope, I hope that you do. Um, go ahead and open it up um, to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Um, and um, these are uh, some, of my, some of my most, most favorite um, pieces of scripture. Um, you have Paul um, writing his, his final letter. Um, his last words are right here, um, and he's encouraging um, one of the men that's going to take his place um, in encouraging others and, and, and in training others um, and preparing them to proclaim the gospel. And so for all of you, you are getting ready to do just that. Some of you to head on to uh, new college campuses, some of you to head back into a school that you've been in for the last year or two or three, um, and for some of you to, to, to break into this thing that we are calling high school. Uh, and so I feel that this is encouraging for whatever season of life you're in, because we're always stepping into something new. This year, you're going to have new opportunities for relationships. Uh, you're going to have new opportunities with, with teachers or professors or with coaches or with teammates, with friends, with family. You're going to have new opportunities, and don't allow your opportunity to pass you by. And so this is what Paul has to say. This is the, some of the last things that, that we have from Paul, penning what the Holy Spirit has inspired inside of him, not just for Timothy, who's going to go out and proclaim the gospel, move the church forward by the, by the grace of God, but for us as well as we get ready to transition out of this season and into a new one. And so this is what Paul is saying to Timothy to encourage him and to encourage us this morning. He says this, chapter 4. 2 Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and, of the, and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. He says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the midst. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Father God, it's my prayer that this is not just words that we read this morning. But Father, through the power of your Spirit, it's words that, that take over our heart and our being, that we see the opportunity that exists that you presented before us. And Father, we do just that. We follow in obedience. We go out of our comfort zone for the, for the kingdom, for you. So it's my prayer, Father, that these would not just be empty words, but, Father, that they would be words that we understand are full of your spirit, that they would impact us, that they would stir something inside of us that causes us the need to produce action. So, God, we thank you for it. Speak to us 
Father, take my garbage this morning and and I pray that your spirit would twist it in the air and put it into the ears and the minds and the hearts of students and parents and group leaders alike, that they would hear what your spirit is wanting them to hear, that what you want for them to hear from your word this morning. God, I am utterly useless without you, and for that I am grateful. I am grateful that you are the thing that is moving me and all of us forward. God, thank you for this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So it's hard to believe it was, um, it was 13 years ago. Wow, that seems like a long time. Uh, 13 years ago, this weekend, that my parents dropped me off at Waynesburg University as a freshman. And I remember in that moment, I was, I was looking um, at them. I was dropped off two weeks early for football camp, and so I knew no one heading into Waynesburg. I knew of a couple people but I did not have a relationship with anyone, and I will never forget the feeling I had watching my parents get in their car after they've given hugs and kisses, and my mom is a bawling mess. You know what I mean? Like, moms, you get it. Dads, you might too. I'm going to be that dad. Um, and I watched them drive away. And as their car is pulling away, the way that Waynesburg is set up, it, it, it kind of drops down a hill. The school exits to the main road. And I remember watching them, and I remember thinking, so now what do I do? What have I gotten myself into? Like, scared to death. Because the reality of my circumstances was settling in. And for those of you in here who have never been to college, which is the mass majority of you, you don't know what that feels like exactly. But you know what it feels like to find yourself in a position where you go, what have I gotten myself into? I wish I was better prepared for this moment. I wish I knew what to do right now. And that's what Paul is sharing with us today. This is what we need to do. So that when you get in that situation, you know, I'm ready to go. And so Paul, he's writing to Timothy. This is, like I said, this is his final letter. The last things, and there's always something special about last words. So I wanted to give senior students an opportunity to impart some last wisdom in here for all of us. And Paul is, is going through this, and he's giving some of the last things that we'll hear from him. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who has judged the living and the dead by his appearing in his kingdom. He goes, here's what you do. When you find yourself at Ohio University, when you find yourself on Akron campus, when you find yourself in a new classroom, or you find yourself as a senior captain or a junior captain or a sophomore starter, when you find yourself walking into a new classroom where there's that, that one teacher that you don't think you'll get along with because maybe your older siblings didn't, or you walk in and you're sitting by that person this year, here's what you do. Here's what we need to do. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Paul is saying, declare the gospel everywhere that you go. The gospel isn't just something that is for Sunday mornings from 9 to 12. Like the gospel is for every minute of every, every second of every minute of every day. Like, it is for all people. And what Paul is saying is we need to preach that. Not just Ryan, who stands in the center and on a consistent basis, on a weekly basis, gets up here and teaches. It's not just for seniors who have, who have developed a spiritual maturity. It is for all believers. You need to preach the gospel. You need to share the good news of Jesus with everyone that you interact with. When you head onto a college campus, preach the gospel. When you walk into the huddle, preach the gospel. When you sit down at that lunch table and you're looking for who has my lunch period, preach the gospel. When you walk into Hoover High School or when you walk into Lake High School or you walk into Green High School or wherever high school it is that you have, preach the gospel. When you walk into Beacom Academy, preach the gospel. You know what I mean? So do that. This is not a suggestion that Paul is giving you. This is a direction that if you are in Jesus, this is what you need to be doing with your life. Declare the gospel. Be ready in season and out of season. For those of you who are athletes, you're getting back 
into in-season shape. You know the difference between out-of-season and in-season. All of you, unless you had summer school or took classes in summer, you were out of season academically and it feels good and you like it and you're like, I don't have to worry about homework and projects and reports and you're out of season, but a season is getting ready to start. And Paul is saying, even when you find yourself in the off season, when you think there is nothing for me to be working towards actively right now, know that you are in fact in season. There is no off season in pushing the gospel forward. Be ready in season and out of season because we are always in open season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. These are three different directions. Reprove, (laughs) correct gently. There are certain people that need to be corrected in a gentle manner. I would believe that this is a lot of your friends who are spiritually immature or don't have a relationship with Jesus. Correct them gently. In a loving and kind way, correct them. Then there's the rebuke. These are those friends of yours that you know that they've made the decision to follow Jesus. And sometimes you need to criticize them sharply. You need to say, what are you doing with your life? Why are you interacting with those people in those settings? Why do I see you acting in this manner? There are those friends of yours. There are those siblings of yours, younger and older, that you need to rebuke, and you need to call them to attention and help them see what is going on in their life. And the last one is exhort. And this is where you need to give warning. You need to give advice. You need to push people in the direction. Many of the seniors just gave you advice. Now listen to that and apply it to your life. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Be patient with people. Not everyone is there yet, but it is our hope that they will get there. I don't care why you come in. I care about why you continue to come back. And encourage people. Encourage them. Be patient with them. It takes other people more time than it may take you, and so be patient with them. But continue to encourage them. Continue to push them along. And some might need a little bit more encouragement than others. And this is why we need to do this. This is why it is so important for us to proclaim the gospel in all settings. It is why it is important for us to reprove people, to rebuke people, to exhort them, but do it with patience. It's it's verse 3, and it's a scary season of life, but I feel like it's the season of life that we are in. It is where our society is today. For a time is coming. I believe this time is now. I believe that Paul had a prophetic word from the Holy Spirit to warn us for days like today. Because as I look around, I see this happening in our schools, on our teams, in our households. And dare I say, even in our churches. Paul says, for a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Where people won't listen to God's word. For those of you who went to beach camp, David Platt rocked my world. And he has shown me something that I was ignorant to see. That we have churches amongst us. We have groups of people that claim to be Christian community that do not even get into God's word. Seniors, this is your ultimate standard for a new church that you are going to find. As you are searching out churches, if they are giving great pop culture references, if they are giving good advice, it is not enough. They need to be giving good news. Their teaching needs to come from God's word, not from the, 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 the current psychology book or pop culture, cool, trendy thing. It needs to come from God's word. I challenge you to challenge me in that. If you find yourself coming in here and you say, Ryan, what's going on? Why aren't we teaching out of God's word? I need you to call me out on that. I need you to call others out on that because I believe this is a time that we're living in when people are not enduring sound teaching. They say, it's not what I want to listen to. Paul warns us of that. He says, but having itching ears... They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. So that is a scary reality that we live in. I mean, you're heading into schools where teachers have a specific 
feeling about something. Where professors will challenge you on a consistent basis. Your beliefs, your core doctrine, who God is, they will challenge it on a regular basis. And there are a lot of people that go, hey, it's not easy to follow this. And so I think that I am going to follow what's easy. I'm going to follow what I want to believe is true. And I'm going to find people who support me in that. I mean, we live in a time, I mean, like, like there are just some crazy myths out there that people have bought into. Paul warns for that in verse, in, in verse 4. He says, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Like here's the, here's the one thing we can stand on in here that we can be assured of is that this is in fact ultimate truth. But he said that there are people amongst us, and I believe people even in this room, that are wandering off into myths. I mean, there are people who say that this is, in fact, just a book of fiction, an old history book that is outdated. Like, there is the myth. There are people, believe it or not, Kyrie Irving is one of them, who believes that the earth is flat. I know it's silly, right? But the thing that challenged me about that, that that one of my good friends pointed out to me, he goes, notice when they called him out, everyone in the locker room was like, hey, that's his thing, man. That's up to him. That's his. That's fine. I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but that's fine for him. I mean, there are myths about around us that people will say, I know that this is not the truth, and I have convinced myself of it so much that I accept it as truth. I mean, we've gotten there before. Times where you've maybe, maybe shared something that wasn't true, with mom or dad, and you get so caught up in the story that you believe it to start being true. That you go, you know what? That is what happened. I mean, we live in a society where this is all around us. We live in a society where pornography is just something that you engage in. It's fine. We live in a world where, hey, to sleep around, you're expressing your body as you see fit, and that's okay. We're living in a society where if I identify as a female, that's okay. That's on you. Like we live in a society where there are a lot of these myths going on and people say, I would rather live in an easy realm. So I'm going to go and I'm going to join that. I'm going to interact with those people so that they continue to perpetuate the myth as truth that I believe in. And Paul warns us of that. He says they're going to accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. One of the things that I love about the chapel is Mike constantly challenges me. The things that I don't necessarily want to hear or want to do, but I know that as I'm pursuing Jesus, I must. One of the things that I love about this place is I believe that we have a sacrifice value. We value sacrifice. Where we say, I'm going to give up the things that I want for the things that I want more. I'm going to give up that which I love for that which I love even more. And we have to display this sacrifice value, putting the gospel and Jesus in the number one spot. And those people will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. This might be that year where the myth seems more attractive than it ever has in your entire life. What are you going to do? You need to deeply root yourself in God's word so that you can say, I know the world says this is okay, but that is Satan and sin and all of those things trying to tell me lies. I need to go back to truth. I need to understand what truth is. In verse 5, as for you, as for us, that's the warning. That's the reality of what's going on outside of these walls and for some of our hearts inside these walls. That's the warning. And so what do we do? What do we do when we find ourselves in this? We know that we need to proclaim the gospel. We know that we have been warned but as for you, as for us, always be sober-minded, enduring suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. 
It's that last one that I want to focus on right now, and then we'll come back. Fulfill your ministry. Ryan, what does it look like to fulfill my ministry? That's something that I want you to work through. But there uh, is something that I saw recently that I want to share with you. It's a little silly at times. It's a little juvenile. But I think it gets to the heart of this, fulfilling your ministry. And so we have a video for you. It's our pleasure to present this year's Generation Award to Chris Pratt. Thank you. Can you hear me? I don't want to lean down. <clears throat> I want to thank Bryce and Aubrey. I love you both so much. Uh, thank you, MTV, for this honor. Uh, real quick thanks to my mom and my dad and my brother, Cully, my sister, Angie. I love you. I love our family. We didn't have a pot to piss in growing up, but we laughed our butts off every day, and we still do. Uh, and a special mention to my son, Jack, who will watch this one day. Kid, I love you. I love you more than anything in the world. And to the fans, I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you. Um, this being the Generation Award, I'm going I'm to cut to the chase and I'm going to speak to you, the next generation, okay? I accept the responsibility as your elder, so listen up. This is what I call nine rules from Chris Pratt, Generation Award winner. Number one, breathe. If you don't, you'll suffocate. Number two, you have a soul. Be careful with it. Number three, don't be a turd. If you're strong, be a protector, and if you're smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, and do not wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. Number four, when giving a dog medicine, Put the medicine in a little piece of hamburger, they won't even know they're eating medicine. Number five, doesn't matter what it is, earn it. A good deed, reach out to someone in pain, be of service, it feels good and it's good for your soul. Number six, God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. Number seven, if you have to poop at a party, but you're embarrassed because you're going to stink up the bathroom, just do what I do, lock the door, sit down, get all the pee out first, okay? And then once all the pee's done, poop, flush, boom. You minimize the amount of time that the poop is touching the air, because if you poop first, it takes you longer to pee, and then you're peeing on top of it, stirring it up. The poop particles create a cloud, goes out, and then everyone in the party will know that you pooped. Just, tr just trust me, it's science. Number eight, learn to pray. It's easy, and it's so good for your soul. And finally, number nine, nobody is perfect. People are going to tell you you're perfect just the way you are. You're not. You are imperfect. You always will be, but... There is a powerful force that designed you that way. And if you're willing to accept that, you will have grace. And grace is a gift. And like the freedom that we enjoy in this country, that grace was paid for with somebody else's blood, do not forget it. Don't take it for granted. God bless you. Please get home safely. Thank you. So... While it was, uh, there were a couple pieces of advice that were silly. I, I don't know Chris Pratt. I don't know his heart, but I believe that he was pointing in the direction of Jesus. He did what Paul encouraged us to do, fulfill your ministry. He sees the platform that he has and had the opportunity for millions of people to tell them the gospel because it has stirred up so much conversation. 
He sees that, that, that God has placed him in Hollywood, and that's his ministry. And so identify your ministry. Paul finishes up. It's verse 5. He says, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Always be sober-minded. Don't just walk through life with, with blinders on and just focused on, on what's ahead. Be aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of the lies that are being poured into your life, that are being poured into your friends' lives, into your boyfriend's lives, or your girlfriend's lives, or your siblings or your parents. Like, understand that like, you have to be aware of what's going on because you can quickly find yourself just drifting a little bit. And compromising your relationship, your commitment to Jesus. Be aware of what's going on around you. As you do that, if you're really focusing, if you're really doing what Paul has encouraged you to do, there will be suffering. Like, just let me just let you know now. There will be suffering. Jesus said, if for those who want to be my disciple, you must deny yourselves, take up your cross daily, and follow me. It is not an easy path. There will be suffering. You will have to take up your cross daily. But in doing that, we get Jesus. Suffering will come. Prepare for it. Be ready. And know that it's coming. Do the work of an evangelist. This isn't something that each, you know, specific ones of us have been gifted with. We have all been called to be evangelists, to proclaim the gospel, to share the good news and the hope of the person of Jesus Christ with everyone we interact with. Do the work of an evangelist. And last but not least, fulfill your ministry. Identify the places where God has placed you. Identify the gifts that God has given you. Identify the deficits that God has given you. And use those to fulfill your ministry. You have all been called to ministry. It's not just a vocational ministry as a pastor or a missionary on mission in a foreign country. We have all been given a mission. We have all been given a ministry, and we need to understand what that is, and you need to, and I need to fulfill that ministry. Whether it's on Hollywood or it's in remedial algebra, understand that you have been given a mission, that you have been given a ministry from God. So once more, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For a time is coming. At that time is now. When people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. They will turn away from the, listening to the truth and wander off in the mist. As for you, as for us, as for those in Jesus, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Don't take that lightly. God has divinely appointed you for that specific ministry. He picked you for it. So go. Do the hard work. Fulfill your ministry on college campuses, in high school classrooms, and on teams. Whatever God is calling you to right now, go and fulfill your ministry. Father God, God, thank you. Thank you for these people, God. It's my prayer that we would be obedient, that we would see the love that your son has for us, and we would, we would just... We would see nothing other than being obedient to what you're calling us to. Knowing what's coming, knowing that it won't be easy, but knowing that it's doing what you've called us to do and it's part of your plan. And so, Father, encourage us, Father. Motivate us. God, it's my prayer for these seniors, but it's my prayer for everyone here that you make them and myself miserable until we are fully obedient. 
to what you're calling us to do. God, thank you for your son, that we have the opportunity to be right with you, that we have the opportunity to have a relationship with you, and that we have the opportunity for life and for hope. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you love us enough that you would go beyond anything that we could ever conceive to show your love for us. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've given us. It's in your name we pray. Guys, let's stand with us. This is our last time we get to do this. And I know that you guys know this song, and I'm supposed to lead this song. So <laughs> if you could help me out, that would be great. Okay, <laughs> the reckless love.
And that's the God that has called us to the specific ministry that you have. It's the God who is just unbelievable in his love for us. And so two last things. Seniors, I have uh, that, that scripture for you. I want you to take this and I want you to put it on your college dorm room. I want you to put it in your room at home. I want you to put it somewhere where you constantly see it. Where you constantly see, no, I have been called. I've been called by a God who loves us so much to do these things, to fulfill the ministry. I want you to be reminded because there will be days where it's hard and you forget what you've been called to do. The lies of the world just take over and you need to come back and you need to see truth. So put it in a place where you're going to see it regularly. Put it in a place where people are going to walk in and they're going to be like, that's the truth that I needed to hear in my life. That's the truth I needed to experience. And so I encourage you to take one of those. If we run out, seniors, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll get one for you. Here's what I want you to do. I want all the seniors to kind of circle around the band. And I want everyone to come in and lay hands on them. Because today, very much like for a short-term mission trip, we're commissioning these students for the biggest mission of their life. For four and sometimes some of them six and some of them seven years of ministry, hard ministry where they're going on mission to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the truth of Jesus, to not fall away, but to be strengthened in this season so that when they find themselves at 28, 29, 30 years old, the church is just revolutionized by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to commission them this morning for their ministry that God is calling them to do. Father God, we thank you for these students. Father, we, we thank you for their willingness to commit to you. And Father, as that is tested in a way that they have never experienced before, I pray, Father, that you would surround them with community that strengthens and solidifies their relationship with you. That they rise in the morning seeking truth from your word, and they go to bed at night proclaiming the truth that they know is in fact real. God, thank you for these students. I am so excited to see how you continue to use them as you continue to work in them as they fulfill the ministry that you've called them to do. God, thank you for them. God, we love them. Their parents love them. But we know, Father, that your love is far greater than that. That our love for them is just dwarfed by the love that you have for that. For that, we are eternally grateful. We are grateful for who you are, God, for your love for us, that it's reckless, that our understanding of your love is reckless because we cannot fully conceive or understand it. God, thank you. Go with them. Lord, allow our prayers to strengthen them and to, to cry out to you. And Father, for the new seniors and the new juniors and the new sophomores and the new freshmen, God, it's my prayer that they would not wait until they launch out of this, but they would say, there's a ministry that I've been called to right now. And I'm going to fulfill that. Knowing that it will be difficult. Knowing that I will endure suffering. But knowing that I have a king who lives on the throne, who loves me, who sent his son for me, to die for me, so that I may have life and have it to the full through your son, Jesus. Thank you, God, for who you are your amazing and holy name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Have an awesome week. Go fulfill your ministry.